We are never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to turn around and desert you. We're never going to make you cry, never going to say goodbye until the end of this episode. We're never going to tell a lie and hurt you. Welcome to You Dad Me at Hello. <laughs> this is the finale of the top 80s male pop songs. How are you guys feeling? Good. That was a fun intro. Uh, yeah, that was a good countdown. countdown. Except Thank it was you. only 10 seconds, but it still lasted the same exact time as when we do a 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, it was a 30 <laughs> second, 10 second countdown. That was like an Earl Hebner count. That was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel this stack of songs versus last week's stack of songs? Do you think they're just as good, better, worse? Oh. Man. I know I know. I had said in the group chat that I feel like the first half of the decade I enjoyed more. Uh, going back through the songs and listening to some of these again, I still feel the same. <laughs> not, that so, I, not that I dislike these songs. I just think the, the first half of the decade was a little bit more unique. Yeah, I think. I, We're I think really pumping half- this up. Yeah, no, no. Well, here's, Mediocre here's songs. Um, you know, my input may not be as uh, in depth as last week. Um, no. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I think the first, the first half, what like iconic songs, but I think what we're gonna go through today are some of my, f- some of my favorite songs of all time, um, and songs that I constantly sing, and nobody has to hear that. Um, so I'll save everybody the, the yeah. earaches. But. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about some of these songs. Uh, and I'm glad that we kind of um, chose some of the songs that I really wanted to be on this list. So, All right. So Andy's excited. We hope you guys are as well. Um, there are some good songs. I will agree with Mike. I think I listen to more of the early 80s songs than I do the list we chose now. But there are some really, really good ones, some tough ones, um, and weird choices too. I mean, we've got everything from Kokomo by the Beach Boys uh, Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson to Rock Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. So it's all over the place. Walk This Way. Yeah. Um, so we've got a, a huge list of just a lot of different things. Um, a lot of memories were coming up in listening to some of these and also a lot of unpopular opinions. Um, I will already tell you as we go along, I am not, um, a, I am not a lover of some of these very famous singers. Um, so I will alienate myself. From half of our audience. All right. I already lied, so I said I wasn't going to sing, and within ten seconds of saying that, I sang. So uh, because um, I'm excited, so, so you got to hold lie. you got to hold some of that the, some of that stuff back, so we can start a Patreon, it's, so people can pay to hear us sing. Uh, yeah. ooh, uh, or pay to that. stop. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that oh, too. Well. All right, then that that'll work. Uh, my wife yesterday, uh, no, she, she makes fun of me all the time because I'm constantly humming, singing, tapping. Uh, yesterday, she bet me uh, that I couldn't stay quiet for 10 minutes. You can't. Um, and within about two and a half minutes, I had already sung a song. You can't. Dude, so. I, anytime you're over, your leg is like, I'm like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? And I'm like, your leg is like, my whole house is shaking. Like, what, what's up? Like, oh. Yeah, I do have issues. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that that wasn't included in our bed. It was just singing, humming, things like that. Um, I'd made it two and a half minutes, and then we restarted the clock. Um, and she kind of got me for doing like pops. Like I was like pop, 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 pop to the baby. She's like, "That's a song. You're popping to the baby right now." Yeah, but that's different. You were entertaining your child. You weren't that's just true. But it was during it. the ten minute bet, so 
you know. All right. But I don't want to talk anymore about how you lasted two and a half minutes in your bed about anything. So <laughs> said bet, bet. Oh, bet, bet. bet. Oh, thank God. All right. Bet. I was like, what are we talking about here? Gosh, <laughs> bet. That is for the uh, after dark version <laughs> of you dab me a hello. Dark match has Pete Hutch. You laid yeah. me at hello. <laughs> the dark match. Mm. Ah, I like that throwback to Pete dark match. Yeah. People have to go back, find that one for us. People go back and listen to our episodes. Look for the one with Pete in the dark match. <laughs> nothing to do with what we're talking about. Now, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited that everybody's here. It's a Tuesday. Um, it's a little, I'm a little off today. I wasn't uh, yes. I'm not in a, I'm not in a podcast atmosphere today. Um, I've had a very off day. I put my pants on this morning over my shorts. I wore to bed. Um, <laughs> So I'm currently wearing two pairs of shorts. Um, I didn't change. So I'm wearing two pairs of pants and boxers. So yeah, those shorts. Very hot. You did just say that you were warm and had to turn your AC up. I, I think yes, I know why. I'm wearing now. three pairs of pants. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. The most interesting man in the world wears those shorties. <laughs> wow. All right. Mm. <laughs> just, just stop. <laughs> I don't think there's anything in the news world that we need to bring up other than the fact that the conjuring – the Devil Made Me Do It just came out this past weekend. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm very excited. I love the Conjuring universe. Uh, that's some entertainment news for y'all. Um, but I've got nothing Thanks. else. Has, no, that has a lot to do with the 80s male pop songs. I mean, I, what are we going to say? I mean, most of these people are dead uh, on this list. And I was actually shocked. I was actually <laughs> saddened again by their deaths. Um, Tom Petty, I had forgotten, died a couple years ago. That's true. And I relived his death again two days ago. Um, but yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the depressing <laughs> hour. Let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, speaking Let's of dead, uh, moving on. Uh, we've actually got some really good, really good songs. Please comment below if you agree with us, don't agree with us, think that someone's dead or not, uh, whatever you want. Um, and we'll be sure to add you on there. Add some spice to the conversation. Well, we'll just not too the, much spice. Leave yeah. that for the after dark version. <laughs> But here we are. We have Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror versus Wanted, Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. What's that um, surfboard company? There's a, that is oh, the most out there question. Rip, rip Curl? No. I don't know. John John Bovey? What is it? <laughs> there's, there's some like surfboard company and people always have like the the emblem on their like yeah. jeeps or something like that. And they're going to the beach, and I always think it says Bon Jovi. And now I, I wish I would have remembered it, or one of you would have remembered it and added to this conversation. But no. okay, let's talk about <laughs> <these stories. laughs> what do you one, guys? I, um, I, I don't like the beach or the ocean, so I'm the last person to ask when it comes to surfing. So I know. I, I really like Man in the Mirror, and I want to vote for Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. It's just not one of his greatest songs. Um, and especially stacked up against Deadliest Catches, uh, Wanted, Dead or Alive uh, by Bon Jovi. Um, that really is what got me more into that song is watching Deadliest Catch for the past 38 years. I feel like it's been on. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Wanted, Dead or Alive. Uh, thanks to uh, Crabs on the Deadliest Catch. <laughs> that sounded weird. You know, uh, not to get sidetracked. Uh my kid walking through the mall the other day, walked through half the mall doing a crab walk. I don't know what he was doing, but <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, anyways, uh, man in the mirror, man in the mirror for me, uh, Warwick mall. 
Ah, then you fit in with the. Uh, There's something for everyone at the board. Something... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so wait, um, uh, I voted for Bon Jovi. You voted for what? I voted for Man in the Mirror. Oh, okay. Wow, splitting I, the room. I don't like Bon Jovi. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I care about Just it. Just saying. I love yeah. Michael Jackson, but <laughs> this one was the the tough bracket for me. The tough matchup. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm like you too. Um, I do like Bon Jovi. I like this song. I really like Man in the Mirror too. But do um, you like Deadliest Catch? No, I haven't. Not my thing. How are guys on a boat not your thing? <laughs> Sorry, I get seasick. <laughs> I do. Uh, I just, actually, I I just said I don't like boat. the ocean. I would right. die on that boat. Yeah, I'm, I'm closing my eyes. Please and don't. I'm gonna fall asleep. Um, bon Jovi. I'm going Bon Jovi. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. We just kicked Michael Jackson out in the first round, but we do have a second Michael Jackson, and, song, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what Thank do we want, what do we want to say about Man in the Mirror? Man, there's a lot. I mean, I, I did enjoy this song. It's overplayed. Uh, and I know we. I hate saying that because overplayed generally means it's really good and people play it all the time. But um, in this case, I never want to listen to this song again. Um, it's just one of those songs I've heard so many times. Um, but it is a great song. Um, I, I don't know if I have too much to say about it. What about you guys? I don't know if it matches up to like early 80s, uh, Michael, but... Um, I do think it's it's a very catchy song. Um, it it's it is one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. Like I, I don't think it's as overplayed as some of his other songs. Like we didn't put on here uh, "Bad," uh, which I think is probably one of his more popular songs. But overplayed, I don't know. I I really don't know if it's as good as as this song. I think what really made this song was the music video. Uh, it was very different had a lot of i should say a lot of the whole thing was just raw news footage mm -hmm. um of everything from like homelessness to racial violence all sorts of things um i think the the director who was donald wilson basically was like going to different places uh looking for old news footage it was just like give me the worst of the worst of what you got and kind of put this music video uh, which is very different because you're expecting Michael Jackson in the video and then you're getting this. Um, so it, the, the song itself was um, written by two people that wasn't Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a one different. Of, one of the few, because he usually writes yeah. with Quincy Jones. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely going down as one of the more powerful songs in uh, history. I think, um, Dave Faubert from Shortlist said it was one of the greatest key changes in history. Also, one of the best uses of a gospel choir in a pop song ever. Um, that, that gospel choir is the, um, I think, the Andre Crouch gospel choir. Mm -hmm. They were also in Madonna's uh, Like a Prayer and Rick Astley's Cry for Help. So oh, nice. they, they made their way. They get around. Thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, we have uh, we one get them on the track. <laughs> We have Wanted Dead or Alive uh, moving forward. Next up, we have Free Fallen by Tom Petty versus Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. This is a tough one. It's, they're very different. Um, Not for me. Free Fallen. Here's where I come in. I don't like Tom Petty um, at all. 
Oh, uh, I like Free man. Fallen. However, there's a cover by Aaron Gillespie from uh, Under Oath that's better uh, than the original. So, uh, so to, I'm to never going to give you up by Rick Astley. Yeah, Rick Astley for me as well. Um, I, I understand how popular this Tom Petty song is. But I do not like this song. <laughs> and if you look into it, Tom Petty doesn't really like this song either. <laughs> um, yes, and yes, my son would pick Never Gonna Give You Up. It is one of his favorite songs. Never gonna give, never give. Yeah. Um, never gonna give, never gonna but yeah, go, going back to, to, to Free Fallen, um, Tom Petty did agree that Free Fallen is a very good song. Uh, may be one of his favorites if it had not become such a huge anthem of a song, you know, lending to its popularity. But, you know, he's glad that people like it, but he himself does not. Um, and he, I think he only wrote the lyrics. He was trying to do something a little bit more with the song with a co-writer that he usually writes with. And um, it ended up just being sort of stripped down to the the song that we know, kind of a bare bones you know, folk rock, whatever you want to call it kind of song. Um, and the lyrics were just kind of made up on the spot. He was like riding in his car, just like basically talking about things he was seeing. And who he was writing was like, oh, yeah, those are the lyrics of the song. Like, what? <laughs> For me, I really like the chorus. It's really hard hitting. I get into it. As soon as the verses start, I get bored. And it's just... Dun, 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 dun. Ding, 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 and I'm just, okay. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, not feeling I know. I'm, not feeling I'm disappointed. I like Tom Petty. I love this song. This is one of the songs that I was really hoping would make this list. So I'm glad it, I'm glad it got on here. I'm um, sad to see it leave. But Yeah. I mean, uh, there's another free, uh, another Tom Petty song that I used to listen. I used to watch the music video all the time. It was last dance with Mary Jane. Um, I think yeah. that's the one where he dances with a dead body. I'm not yes. really sure. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing that as a kid all the time, listening to it. I might have even had it on VHS at some point. Um, so I heard that song quite often. I think I like that song better than I like Free Fallen. Um, you know, Mary but I'm still not a huge Tom Petty fan. I don't think Mary Jane's a woman. <laughs> I, I think I think it may be about some illegal activities, yes. It depends on what state you're in. Yeah. No, that's true. That's, that's true. true. Back then, though. Back then. About parsley yeah. on your pasta. <laughs> well, next up, uh, we have uh, CM Punk's Cult of Personality <laughs> by Living Color uh, versus Sweet Child of Mine by Guns and Roses. This is a tough one. This, Guns, this is an Guns interesting and Roses. Yeah. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. I, I think this is an interesting matchup because it's... Um, that a little bit of harder harder rock than safe you know free falling and things like that so yeah they're similar pretty, styles yeah so cult, cult of personality i have to admit i did not know solos. until cm punk uh, uh wrestling uh really? it was a theme song i did not know that song prior wow. um sweet child of mine i knew because i played rock band and guitar hero um and so i heard it a lot um so i am actually going to go sweet child of mine due to the vocals of that song um, I love the vocals of that song. Yeah. Um, I'll make it easy. I'm going to go with uh, Guns N' Roses as well. Heathens. You're both heathens. <laughs> I gather you would have gone for a cult of personality. Cult of personality all day. 
the, I do this, like it. I have to admit, I've been listening to it a lot this week. Yeah, uh, the song in particular, you know, is very obviously politically driven. Um, you can tell by the the um, Malcolm X um, and uh, you know the other speeches that they use from like John F. Kennedy uh, in the songs. And the song is a really cool dichotomy where they'll they'll pair up, you know. A, a, a person that was good and a person that was perceived as evil within the same sentence, yeah. um, you know, kind of showing both sides that not all politics is bad. Not all politics is good. It really is about the person. That's what the cult of personality is. And, you know, um, and, and you can't say enough about the band and their, their technicality, um, their songwriting abilities. I mean, every song on that record was absolutely amazing um and what they did for you know race on mtv well um you know this was like the first you know all black like hard rock or metal band that you saw on tv um and interestingly enough this video got played because they were on the same label uh or co-label as michael jackson and they withheld michael jackson's video until cult of personality got played on mtv so they yeah. wouldn't release the rights for Michael Jackson's video, um, which is because smooth they, criminal. yeah, smooth criminal, uh, <laughs> which they they just knew that this song was was amazing. It was already getting airplay on the radio. It was already selling tons of records, but it wasn't getting played on TV because it was out of the norm uh, to see folks like this in a band, and it absolutely blew up afterwards. And and it's it's an amazing song. I can't say enough about it. Yeah, it's uh, so politically driven like you know making it so so much different than any kind of like the rock songs that were on at that point um you, know, you spoke of the the malcolm x speech uh the reason why they used that they were trying to use uh martin luther king's i have a dream um that couldn't secure the rights um to that speech so they ended up with with this one but yeah they kind of put all those different uh you know different speeches and stuff like that and then like rj said it blew up again uh, when CM Punk, uh, you know, came out to it in, in WWE and kind of fit his character uh, perfectly. Um, and so, boom, I'm sure that kind of boosted some sales again for them. They're like, sure. Yeah. And that's and that was so rare for WWE to use a song. A licensed song, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, wasn't in-house produced. So uh, that was pretty cool as well. Nice. Uh, I don't think... <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually <laughs> trying to look up something while I'm I'm listening to you guys because um, there Looking is the peanut butter cookie recipe. <laughs> donuts. No, he's I, just, I he's just got a to... gallery of donuts in front. Of him. <laughs> no, so I, if anyone out there knows, uh, night, this is going to be the most odd thing I'm bringing up. By the way, wait, does um, this have anything to do with the podcast? It does. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so Corey Glover uh, from. Uh, living color. Um, there's a Corey Glover on the 1996 Olympics soundtrack. He redoes John Lennon's Imagine. Um, and it's one of the better versions of Imagine I've ever heard. If you haven't heard it, look up Corey Glover Imagine. I'm still trying to figure out if that's the same Corey Glover from Living Color singing Imagine. If you know Corey Glover very well, go listen to it. Let me know if that's him. If it is, that blows me away because it's probably the best vocal rendition of Imagine, um, dare I say, better than the original. 
um, go and check it out. But Corey Glover, I, Imagine, off of the 1996, uh, it's called Rhythm of the Games. Uh, I believe I have that it's album. the same. Okay. I think it is. You definitely should listen to that song later. It will blow you away. It's so good. Um, but a lot of good people on that. Tevin Campbell's on that. Soul for Reels on that. A uh, bunch of really good people on that Olympics album, which is surprising. Um, but yeah. Cool. Uh, it anyways. is the same. Yeah, it is the same Corey Glover. Awesome. Cool. Yes. He's, it's very, very good. Um, There's actually it, only one Corey Glover in the world. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, there you go. Easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Sweet Child of Mine, Guns and Roses. Uh, guns and Roses. Moving guns, on. Guns and Roses. It's like salt and pepper. <laughs> salt and pepper and guns and roses. <laughs> <laughs> going in tour going in tour <laughs> within sync all right moving on <laughs> we've got take me Plus home tonight by eddie money uh versus another day in paradise by phil collins uh, talk about two completely different <laughs> feeling songs oh man um money that's true. Uh, man, Phil Collins. I have. I just love Phil Collins. I like almost every song that's ever been a single for Phil Collins. I love Genesis before that. Um, uh, Take Me Home Tonight's a great song too, though. Um, but I'm going to go with Phil Collins on this one. Um, it, my dad had a friend named Phil uh, who looked like Phil Collins. And I, for the longest time when I was a child, thought that my dad was friends with Phil Collins. <laughs> um, and so shout out to uh, Phil it was actually uh, Bill Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> no, his name was Phil. He was, uh, he was, was in Phil. disguise. It was actually name? Uh, his, Bill. Bill. What? His name was Bill Phil Rollins. Cox. His name was Phil Cox, like like Cox Communications. Um, and so I always thought, oh, Phil Cox, Phil Collins. This is his stage name. Like he is definitely. He just blew Phil this guy Collins. up. He's, he's like, oh. <laughs> it's okay. He passed away. So. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that's totally fine. Just like every other '80s star on this list, but um. But yeah, no, he's he was a great guy, and I always thought it was him. Um, so yeah, soft spot for Phil Collins. Another day in paradise. What you got? What you got, Miguel? I um, I don't know. This is a tough one for me because "Take Me Home Tonight" is such a catchy song. Um, Another day in paradise, a very heavy song, not heavy mm-hmm. like guitars wise. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. There's a lot more meaning behind the Phil Collins song, and and I don't know. I, I'm 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 leaning more towards Phil Collins just based on the the content of the song and the meaning of the song. So I, I think I'm gonna have to go with Phil Collins. All right, all right. I would have went with Eddie Dollar Dollar Money. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Money. Money, money, money. Yeah, I think my uh, my uncles had. I remember being in the basement one time and like there was a box of like records and stuff. And it was a, I was young. There was a, um, a ticket stub for an Eddie money, my Eddie money concert. And I was like, who the hell is Eddie money? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like a kid. And I didn't know who he was. Um, but this is, this was cool. Cause I didn't know. So in the song, there's a, um, a female in the song too. Uh, uh, be my little baby you know that little part and i was mm-hmm. like i don't know who the heck that was so apparently this song is based on i believe it's the ronettes ronettes uh yep. 1963 hit called be my baby and uh he was able to get ronnie specter um who was from that band on the chorus uh to sing that line and basically it was like hey this is a, a tribute to you love to have you on here and they made it work um so that, that's pretty cool um 
And uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that record. Besides, it's super catchy and is in my head constantly, um, whether or not we're doing a podcast about 80s male pop songs. So, Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't know a lot of Eddie Money songs. This is a great song. Um, it, uh, it was nominated for that male rock vocal performance back in 87, but lost to Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. Uh, another good song actually very good song um if it was against addicted to love i might have chosen eddie money but in this case uh phil collins is is my choice i don't really have much else to say about take me home tonight no there's not much not much i think it's about a a rotisserie chicken in the store and it's like yeah right before closing and the rotisserie chicken comes out (laughs) it's like little arms like this okay because it's gonna go in the garbage if you don't Yeah, (laughs) people are like turning off immediately. (laughs) Well, uh, we've got an odd pairing next up and one that brings back memories for me. Um, I won uh, third place or second place in a karaoke competition at Meatball Mike's in Cranston uh, singing Right Here Waiting by Richard Marks. Oh, man. uh, Versus uh, You Gotta Fight for Your Right by the Beastie Boys. You're just going to keep... uh... My aunt and Mike's mom on the screen. Sorry. <laughs> she really part. likes Eddie Money. She wants to be on it. It's hard. I was I was commenting to someone <laughs> who asked me a question on our uh, podcast about what software we use. So, Timothy, so it's StreamYard. So you used that. to sing right here, waiting. Me, you know, I can't sing, but in karaoke when I was younger, I would always do You Gotta Fight for Your Right by Beastie Boys. But saying that, I'm going to vote for Right Here Waiting by Richard Marks. I am not. I did the own. No. Yeah, you you, you pulled a me. Um, no, I'm going with Beastie Boys on this one. Did I, I vote? No, no, you did not. You were talking okay. about you were talking oh, about uh oh, so you're picking Richard Marks because I, I yes, it. yes. I'm gonna just do this live. <laughs> you're already here. Here it is. Oh, um, yeah, I choose I choose Richard Marks as well, just because it brings back a lot of memories. I like Richard Marks a lot. He's got a super cool voice. Um, and, uh, I remember seeing him perform, um, this, I promise you, he wrote this, I promise you by NSYNC, um, and him and some of the members of NSYNC JC sung, um, this, I promise you live and his voice is so good. Um, but yeah, Meatball Mike's thank you, Deanna for, for shouting out to Meatball Mike's. I've actually only been there a number of times, but a, a good family friend of ours, Paula, uh, does karaoke everywhere and had mentioned Meatball Mike, so I went for the karaoke contest. I don't think they're there anymore. Second place. No, it's. I think it's a market now, actually. Yes. Um, meatball market. Meatball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, what's, what's it's it called? Uh, the salami bin. <laughs> Johnny. We get the Meatball Mike's and sal- Johnny salami bin. Uh, <laughs> so th- uh, the reason I would have gone with the Beastie Boys is for go down now yeah just right off the screen um what this song did for hip-hop and rap music is it brought it to the mainstream like no other song had been able to do before and it whoa there's another song that we're going to be talking about that uh yes yes um it's a little bit different but yeah I, i know what you're saying but uh, yeah, this this song absolutely like blew up. Um, but the funny thing is, it was it it had the opposite effect of 
what they wanted the song to do. So the 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 video and the song lyrics were really poking fun at like college frat boys and uh, you know people that literally would just party all the time. Uh, so that's why in the video they're just acting like a bunch of jerks and you know trashing houses and throwing pies at people, uh, which I heard got rancid and smelled really bad on set. Oh, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> but um. And then the song ended up being adopted by the very people that were being made fun of in the song. Um, And that's, you know, one of the reasons why it got as big as it did. And then the Beastie Boys were like, okay, well, I mean, this is why people like us. So we're just going to lean into this. They would go on tour and just like, just trash the stage and, you know, do ridiculous things that were not okay (laughs) to be doing in front of a live audience (laughs) yeah i mean the beastie boys i mean they they used to be punk rockers yeah prior you know uh kind of mixing punk rock with with hip-hop they were there in the early parts of hip-hop kind of watching and observing um this song didn't really play them any favors with the hip-hop community um it wasn't it was kind of seen as a joke um it it kind of put a damper on their careers for a little bit and they had to um, kind of earn the respect back with, with later records like Paul's boutique and, and stuff like that. Um, so not one of my favorite Beastie Boys song. I, I think it's just a fun, fun song. It's fun to do karaoke. It's, it's cool to listen to every once in a while. I know Mike, we were talking about like, is there another Beastie Boys song that kind of deserves to be on here? Like brass monkey or something like that, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe stylistically for, from a hip hop standpoint is a better song, but this is like, this was their hit at that point. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll agree. I, I don't like this song much in comparison to some of the other later songs that they came out with, um, you know, intergalactic body moving to check it out to check it out. It's probably my favorite uh, song of theirs, which is not until 2004 uh triple trouble was another really really good one um but yeah i mean it, it's a great song it's just not my thing i mean i would listen to this and my mom would bust in and say hey what's that noise <laughs> i was like don't you worry said, no, it's just the beastie boys. it's just the beast e boys yeah <laughs> all right well hey next up we've got uh kokomo by the beach boys versus <laughs> faith by george michael hmm. I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let someone else talk for a second here I I'm, uh, I don't have any particular feelings about either one of these songs, to be honest with you. Oh, well, then let me change your mind. Uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Um, two reasons I really like this song. Uh, one, uh, my family used to live in Mechanicut Lake, uh, not in the lake, but in a house in front of the lake. <laughs> and, um, right up and the coast I, of Kokomo. My two cousins, uh, older, older cousins, had a tape, a cassette tape. And on that cassette tape was Kokomo by the Beach Boys, expose seasons change uh elton john was on there i need an expose uh, counter How it's many a times very strange expose? <laughs> that's literally like the 20th time in a pod we only have we have less than 30 podcasts and you said expose like 20 something times it's like a two to one ratio we need to be talking about wrestling be like yeah so cm punk the other night be like yeah, he's probably listening to Expose the other day. <laughs> right, well, Kokomo on. was on there. Um, and I ended up buying the Beach Boys uh, number. I think it was called One. Uh, great, it was one of the greatest hits. But that thing had like 35 songs on it. And I loved every Beach Boys song on there. Uh, their harmonies are super tight. 
Um, and so I'm going to go with Kokomo on this one over Faith by George Michael. I'm going to go with Faith by George Michael. He's no Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... He he didn't do any justice to the Olympics song by covering Faith. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if you are a Faith George Michael fan, please look up the Limp Biscuit version just for us tonight, very loudly. Um, this is this is I don't know. I, I, Let me I, just I, remind you. Yeah, Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I Uncle Jesse. That's not how uh, it's in the beach. Let me place. remind you. Hold on. Let me go get a jean jacket. And, uh, some sunglasses. <laughs> uh, my MTV <laughs> shirt. Um, this is one of my favorite shirts ever. Right here. That is a nice I wear shirt. it every day. I'm going to take I, that next time. I wear it on the podcast a lot. I don't wear it every day. I have a lot of shirts. I wear you dab me a hello all the time. Hmm. Just the one. Just the one shirt. I time. actually have a, a face mask for you dab me a hello now. So I can be judged for wearing my face mask and uh, for having you dab me a hello on my face. Uh, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to pick the beach boys here. Damn it. I, I, this, this one, this was like a throwaway round for me. Um, I'm sure the beach boys appreciate your throwaway vote. Hey, look for one, they don't know who I am Two, They have enough money. They don't care. Lori, I would love to have seen Beach Boys in in, in concert, so I appreciate you throwing that out there. Beach Boys uh, got that full house money. They did. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, what do we got to say yeah. about uh, Faith, George <laughs> Michael? All right. I'm going to say this. Um, I, I, I like this song, but I feel that Father Figure is a better George Michael song. Um, I don't know what that is. You do know what that is. I you almost made me throw up on my lap. You know what that? You is. don't know what father figure is? I don't know what that is. Look at. I don't I'm know. I did that. I'm a we, father figure. We literally <laughs> we are all are three dads. That <laughs> has really nothing to do with that. But um, okay. I like that. I like that song better. But this is a this is a cool song. And yes, Limp Biscuit covered it on a um. What was that? Was it like a three dollar bill, y'all? No, yeah, it was like the eighth song on the record. On their Wait, first record. So it says on their album, the song is track nine. After it ends, a special track oh, it comes on after that. Okay. Cool. Uh, but I like <laughs> I like I like that song too. Um, the Limp Biscuit one. I know they get it was good haze all the time, but I liked it. Um, it is a good song. It is a good I mean every, I'm I'm also a Limp Biscuit fan. I actually do enjoy a good amount of their music. Everyone but Fred Durst is ridiculously talented and they got stuck with him somehow. Come on. Yeah, chocolate no. starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Yeah, he's a genius when it comes to <laughs> naming things. Um, yeah, George Michael in the video is playing a <laughs> playing a guitar. Uh, he he does not know how to play the guitar. Wait, who um, doesn't know how to play guitar? George, George Michael. Michael. From the video. Oh. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> Fred Durst doesn't either. So. That's true. <laughs> he doesn't know how to sing either. So. Um, but George Michael is playing the guitar. Um, basically says if you put a, a guitar on, something seems a lot bigger. Wait, look it up. Um, I mean, his wallet. Yeah. I may his have wallet. played a guitar or two in my lifetime. Um, I thought it was kind of cool that with uh, this song, he used uh, um, church organ at the beginning of, of the song, playing some of the old music from Wham, uh, <laughs> kind of showing how he was, you know, it was supposed to, 
symbolize him transitioning from Wham into a solo artist. Um, and it was a Yamaha DX7 synthesizer set to the pipe organ preset. So there's my Andy fact of the night. Um, <laughs> I and what, clear of all that. Yeah. Um, one of the very first digital recordings ever in the music industry. And um, upon doing some research, apparently it was very tedious because George Michael wanted to get the perfect sound and phrasing. So there were some instances where he recorded the entire song like one or two words at a time to get the right feeling behind it. And then it was all pieced together in the software. Um, so that way the song would sound extremely <laughs> polished and professional and get the feeling that he was looking for, uh, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like he's in the booth, like getting ready. He's like, you ready? He's like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, ready? You got. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Have. <laughs> All right. Faith. <laughs> Piece <it> together. <laughs> well, next up we've Baby. got um, <laughs> we have oh, Your Love by the Outfield versus Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Mm. I, I know this I... seems one-sided, but I really do like Your Love by the Outfield. It's such a great well, song. This is Walk this way, not by Aerosmith, but by Run DMC and Aerosmith. correct. This is the the Run, Run DMC, DMC Aerosmith version. So this is uh, act, this is technically a Run DMC track. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I am gonna go with Aerosmith. Walk this way. I'm also gonna go with Run DMC. Yeah, Aerosmith. <laughs> Run DMC. <laughs> walk this way. Behind the scenes, and and you're right, RJ. The the outfield song is good. Um, I love that song. Yeah, no, I I do. But um, yeah, "Walk This Way" by Run DMC. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. So, um, all right. Well, your love uh, was covered by Claudio Sanchez from Coed in Cambria, and it is an amazing cover. Uh, so if you if you want to hear a great cover of "Your Love" by the Outfield, Coed in Cambria, "Your Love" is great. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you guys got to say about your love other than, uh, other than what I said? So they're called the outfield, right? Do you know what their name was before? No, the baseball boys. Oh, oh wow. right. Wow. I remember oh, reading that. Yeah. So much. And yeah. the, but they changed their name because they thought it was too close to, um, the, Stupid. um, no, the baseball furies from the warriors. Mm. Okay. Oh, with the, yeah. with the face paint. RJ, the, please tell me you've yeah. seen that movie, The Warriors. Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh <laughs> my god! What? I've watched no. that movie so many times. I've Warriors seen The Outsiders, but not The Warriors. Uh, thank you, Lori, for reminding us of another death. Uh, <laughs> I assume we're speaking of the outfield. Uh, <laughs> oh man, man. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I appreciate you. Hey, Josie's on a vacation far away. Yeah. So, yeah, heaven. Not a real person. By no. Way. Are we talking Apparently. about Tony Lewis? Tony Lewis just passed away. Yes, October 19th, 2020. Oh, wow. He was, oh, that was 62. Really he led a uh, fairly long life. Uh, fairly, but not really. Yeah. Long enough. Sorry, yeah. Tony Lewis. This song gets stuck in my head <laughs> constantly. This is one of those ones that I didn't really know who, like, for the longest time, who, who had sung it. Um, and then. 
with Tony Lewis. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of one of those songs that like was always out here and be like, man, I love this song, but I didn't really know too much about it or, or anything behind it um, until like, you know, the internet essentially. So, yeah. And apparently they just sat outside on their porch and just wrote the song and just hmm, made from it the outfield. Lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were on like the field of dreams mm-hmm. and they came out from the cornfields. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. Uh, movie. Oh, Mike hasn't seen it. Yeah. What? You haven't seen Field of Dreams? No, we talked about it. Were you there when we recorded the podcast? (laughs) We've done 33 episodes. I'm not to remember all of them. Listen, in Field of Dreams. Four weeks ago. (laughs) In Field of Dreams, they build a a baseball field and an expose comes out from. (laughs) (laughs) Seasons will change. Seasons change. (laughs) Anyways, uh, you're loved by the outfield. Great. Uh, Tony Lewis. Uh, walk this way by Run DMC. Moving on. So we've got uh, we've got a big one, guys. Here. Yeah, but what about the bracket? We also have a bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson and the larger font "Take on Me" by Aha. (laughs) The larger font. (laughs) That's only because there's less words, guys. It does it automatically. Mm. Aha. It's not to throw that out there as a bigger song. Uh, I'm gonna go smooth criminal easy. Even uh, no, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. No, I it's do. not that easy. It's not, but smooth criminal for sure. Uh, I'm going with take on me. Mm. Guys, Kevin, we can't kill Kevin both Michael good. Jackson songs here. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting some take on me's here. Um take Yeah, this is a really tough one. Me. Take on but me. when so the <laughs> So there's two, sides. there's two sides. There's two. Oh, sorry. Take me on. Take on me. <laughs> I'll be gone in a day or two. <laughs> I don't have that kind of falsetto. <laughs> Don't put me on the spot like that. I may have chose uh, Mike based on his deep speaking voice. Yeah, yeah, I've got a, a I've got a face for radio and a voice for not singing. A voice for books, <laughs> audio books. That is, oh, uh, man. So I chose Smooth Criminal. Yeah. Mike has sung "Take on Me," mm. or Andy, who just chose "Take on Me." He did. Me did. Andy chose <laughs> take on me. Me did. <laughs> oh gosh, man, it's about that time. One more minute till the end. So there's two there's two sides to this. My face. So this is a this is this is a bracket about songs in the eighties. Take on me is and it is is dead set like you know the song came out in the 80s smooth criminal on the other hand even though it came out in the 80s is timeless um so this is why this is such a difficult choice for me um because they're both great songs and i still don't know what song i'm gonna pick so if you guys want to talk for another minute does no. anyone anyone um, listening want to add their comments here i know we've got a couple people that have said smooth criminal uh a couple people have said take on me i want to actually say it's two and two right now both uh, for cool, comments. cool music videos too. Yeah, yes, great. great. Take on me is the epitome of '80s music videos. 
Smooth Criminal and, is is just but it was a it was such a different music video though too like in in the cartoon mm-hmm. type uh, sketch yeah. which I got more about that how that that came to be but um but Smooth Criminal was from Family the movie Guy Moonwalker yeah uh, and Moonwalker is a great movie if you haven't seen it it's a cl- it's classically bad um and it's it's a lot of fun but the dance the dance uh choreography in smooth criminal is some of my favorite uh of michael jackson's in moonwalker is just literally walk backwards through that no moonwalker i you know what i've seen the movie numerous times and couldn't tell you what it's about it's basically michael saving children from there's spiders in it for some reason there's a robot Um, michael jackson there's a robot like it ages very well um, (laughs) i mean hey allegedly allegedly um but it's 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 a very good music video if you haven't seen the full entirety um i'm going with aha stupid i'm going with aha (laughs) michael's out wow we just killed michael in the top 16 but i do like take on me i can't i can't complain it's so good it is it's a it's a great song so good all right. Do we want well, to hey, talk about Smooth Criminal, or have we? Oh, we definitely. Enough? I mean, Smooth Criminal again. If you haven't seen the music video in its entirety, watch it. It's got the best choreography. It's got a fun story. Um, you have the little kids outside that are dancing like Michael Jackson out in the alleyway. You have Michael uh, uh, smashing the pool uh, ball in his hand, uh, doing the lean, which is one of his. Uh, other than the moonwalk, uh, the other one is the lean, where he's you know leaning forward, mm-hmm. uh, very very far forward, live on stage. He would use a shoe that would fit into a uh, a pole that would come out of the ground. But in the music video, I think it was a little bit more um, uh, illusion, um, and it's great. Yeah. Uh, and the music in the, the music, ugh, there's this one part in there where it gets weird and everything slows down, and everybody's just yelling, uh, kind of like a Pentecostal church service. Um, and it's really cool. It's weird sounding, but if you watch it, it's so cool. Maybe those spiders um, uh, were in the room. Yeah, from the, from the movie. And everyone was yelling about the spiders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually the uh, sixth uh, top ten single from the album Bad, uh, which is a, a great album. Um, I've been having my kids listen to a lot of the older um, Michael Jackson stuff. They love Thriller currently. They love Smooth Criminal. Um, so we listen to that quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a I great like, it's great album. I feel like I like the Alien Ant Farm rendition. Oh, I, we didn't even I didn't even think about that. Super this whole good. Time. That is a great yeah. uh, that is a great cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, so fun fact. Yeah. Oh, uh, probably going to gonna... say the same thing about what well, I'm going to say, but go for it. I don't know. Are Let's we? See. One, two, three, go. Uh, uh, the, the heartbeat that you hear yeah. in the song <laughs> is yep, Michael Jackson's okay. heartbeat uh, run through a sin clavier, uh, which is uh, like a digital audio processor synthesizer thing. Yeah. Pretty cool. Nice. All right. Yeah. Cool. So now I'm getting more ideas for next track. Mm. Well, and the chorus, uh, Annie, are you okay? Uh, was inspired by a dummy used in CPR training yeah. where trainees learn to say, Annie, are you okay? While practicing resuscitation oh. on the dummy. I should have missed a good opportunity doing CPR uh, training. <laughs> Annie, I should have been okay? like, so all like three people would have been like, this guy's a moron. Rotisserie chicken. Yeah. That's a callback from about 20 minutes ago. True. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, we're in the top eight right now. Michael Jackson is gone from the late 80s. Uh, He does make a comeback in the 90s, in my opinion. Uh, But he is out currently, um, and we are in the top eight. First up, 
Wanted, Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi versus Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Hmm. Mm. Wanted, Dead or Alive. Wanted. There is a lot more substance to the Bon Jovi song, but Rick Astley's song is much more fun. It is a fun song. Um, and it leads to many, many people getting Rickrolled, which is, <laughs> which is also funny. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I go ahead. John Bovey. <laughs> John Bovey. <laughs> um, <laughs> did we confirm that was the name of the surf company? No, I, I no. can't find it. Uh, can someone please look for that for us? Is, is the surf company <laughs> John Bovey or did Andy make that? No, but people do mistakenly get tattoos that say John Bovey. <laughs> I have seen that. Um, oh. Man, I'm going to go with Wanted, Dead or Alive as well. And there we go. Okay. okay. I, it's hit or miss for me. I could have gone with either. But, yeah, I'm, um, I, I'm just not a huge Bon Jovi fan. Uh, I'm, I'm not. not either in general, but that song is, is really good. And I, I just got it back into the deadliest catch recently. I'm in the new season. I've been hearing the song a lot more. Um, so yeah, I'm I, sure. I'm sure Rick Astley was on some other show that you like and you forgot, and that's why you didn't pick it. I don't think that's true at all. But I, think uh, it should be. I, I feel like with "Never Gonna Give You Up," I like more of the verses than I do the chorus. Okay, uh, probably because it's. <laughs> you're Hulk okay Rickroll. sounds like yeah okay you're an idiot <laughs> no 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 I'm, no I'm genuinely interested like, in what he's about to say like I feel you're like the all, chorus... all right I'm listening can you tell me about that Lynn 9000 though Andy um no I didn't take any notes on any, <laughs> any of that stuff, it was using a couple of songs on this list actually yeah, yeah the song's bass lines are actually produced using a Yamaha DX7 uh, while a Lynn 9000 was used for the drums and sequencing See, what I did is I started a trend and I passed it off to you guys. So I no longer have to do that. Man of the Year used a Lynn 9000. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Um, Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I was going to go. <laughs> well, ne so, never going to give you up. Reach number one in the Hot 100 after being played uh, by a DJ uh, at the Paradise Garage in 1987. Yeah. That was the original Rick Roll. He just played it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, Rick Rolling is uh, an internet meme basically involving misleading links uh, that redirect you to the song's music video. Um, and so you might say, you might mm -hmm. get a link that says, you know, here's a picture of your your, your kids. Boom, you click on it. It's That'd never going to give you weird... up. <laughs> Wait, are you From getting emails? Are you getting emails? <laughs> There's pictures of your kids. <laughs> Do you know where they are right now? Why is that guy standing on the corner sending me pictures <laughs> of my kids? So uh, actually, the best one is uh, I have a coworker, uh, which he, he may or may not be listening. I'm not sure. But uh, for the first six months uh, of our new uh, IM system, his IM picture was Rick Astley. Um, and we're all working from home. And so most of the company thinks he looks like Rick Astley. Now. So, um, it wasn't until later where HR, can you he, he was, change your, yeah, what's funny is he got nervous. It? HR didn't even call him out. He was like, they called him. It wasn't about that. And he's like, I'll change the picture right away. <laughs> oh man. I was like, I don't know if you can. It's funny. Oh man. So the, um, the, the title of the song, um, came from uh, 
a phone conversation. Rick Astley was actually living with one of the uh, writers and producers of the song. It was a three hour phone call um, with, I guess, his ex-girlfriend that he just kept talking to and calling back. And he Mm -hmm. says, you're never going to give her up. And then uh, so they kind of took that story and ran with it and then wrote a song. about It was like it. a cartoon, like light bulb that went over his head. And I was like, yeah, mm, I'm going to sounds like you should have listened to her and just walked away. But that's fine. <laughs> but and Vogue actually wrote that one. <laughs> never going to get it. Never going to get it. All right. Sweet child of mine. Guns and roses. Guns and roses. Guns and versus roses. another day in paradise by Phil this, Collins. This would have been better if it was another day in paradise versus paradise city by guns and roses. Mm, that's true. Um, or, I'm just going to go straight up another day in paradise. Phil Collins. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm going with Andy uh, saying, mm-mm. so I'm, I'm going, going with, with tiebreaker again. backslash <laughs> of uh, <laughs> sweet child of mine. Sweet child. Oh, mine. I don't like laziness with the end there. Guns and roses. Yeah. They just said guns and roses. They would have had my vote. I think. Oh, no, that was Allison Chains. Allison Chains. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Or, they, they were originally called Allison Chains. Like like the name Allison. Oh, well, there Chains. you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe they were really guns and guns and roses. <laughs> Gumption roses. Uh, oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for me, but I, I think I'm going to have to go with Sweet Child of Mine, Guns okay. and Roses. Um, How about you, Andy? Here he picked. Oh, for yeah, real? Right. I didn't hear yeah. you. Guns yeah. and Roses. <laughs> oh, well, then there you go. You I were too busy that. judging him. Yeah, that's true. It's a, I don't know. It's a much more uplifting song, I guess. As great as the, the Phil Collins song is, I think we've already said enough about how we think he has better songs yeah i mean the whole song is sung from a third person perspective observing a man crossing the street ignoring a homeless woman uh it's not a fun song uh no yeah no, no. Um, a lot of but it it's, was it's a good yeah. song i mean it's a number one single uh of the 1980s and the first number one single of the 1990s uh, which is yeah. kind of a fun uh fact um but yeah no yeah. i i enjoy phil collins a lot um what do you guys think about Phil Collins? I I, I love Phil Collins. Um, I don't know why we chose this song over Against All Odds. Now that I think about it more, I, I take. I do like now. I like this song better than Against yeah. All oh, okay. Odds. Yeah. See, yeah. I like Against All Odds. One more night, uh, groovy kind of love. I wish it would rain down in the air tonight. Um, so a ton. The, that was on. The yes, last you're right. Yeah. Uh, and then if we ever get into the '90s, uh, you'll be in my heart uh, from Tarzan. So good. Great oh, so oh, man, forgot about that. Um, um Andy, yeah. I think you were just gonna say that uh this song was based on real life events. No, you were yeah, not gonna it was say kinda, that. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it was a rare socially conscious uh message. Yeah, I like slurred my words there. It's late. Um yeah, basically he wrote it after being in Washington, DC. I'm just kind of like amazed at how many people were yeah, living in boxes. Take it um, easy, lover. Yeah. So yep. um he decided to write about it and I like the yep. I like the piano groove in there. You know, just mm-hmm. it, it, it's very it sounds simplistic. Um I think some of the best songs of all time are where it's like a simple whatever, like not overly complicated. Um those are kind yeah. of my favorites. And 
some of those songs are the hardest songs to write because you have to figure out a way to make something simple, um, catchy, and you know you still have to be able to capture your audience's attention, um, but not you know make the song like a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really excited. Phil Collins actually came back in 2020 to uh, reform Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and his son will be playing on the drums. Um, nice. They're coming back September 2021 due to the COVID pandemic. They were scheduled to be together in 2020. Um, is- and also another reason I like Phil Collins is he sent a cease and desist order to Donald Trump uh, for playing in the air tonight. Uh, so go Phil Collins. Uh, and Especially David Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, and Nash sang on this song as well. Oh, oh yeah? I didn't know yep. that. Like backup? Yeah. More you And in turn, Phil Collins sang backup vocals on David Crosby's song, Hero. Oh. And then they sang backup on some Together. <laughs> and then NSYNC joined up with Phil Collins uh, on and the Tarzan soundtrack. And then they all sang backup on another track. And then well, they all called each other to back up because everyone was way too close to each That's other. That's true. Then, then there's so many backups <laughs> that they were just on a Beach Boys song. <laughs> Battle of the uh, low-key songs right here waiting. Richard Marks and Kokomo by mm. the Beach Boys. So this is the one where I'm going to let my Beach Boys go. And I'm going to go <laughs> down for right here waiting. <laughs> I mean, that's where they want to go. <laughs> uh, we'll get there fast. But take take it it slow. (laughs) That's where we want to go. Right here waiting. Richard Marks. Yes. Yeah. I agree agree with you. Yeah, Richard Marks. Richard Marks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Okay, awesome. Uh, So (laughs) That was very anticlimactic. You should have wore your uh, John Stamos shirt. (laughs) That's true. Um. Yeah, I mean, Kokomo is a great song. Uh, Beach Boys have countless, countless songs. Um, I can't even... Roughly 35, according to that CD that you listened to. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) This was their comeback song, though. Like, they hadn't had a hit in, like, Like 18... Yeah, 300 years. Well, I'm trying to think. So, Um, all right. So, when did this this song came out? In 1988, look, look out! Look out! But they had California out. Girls Live in '87. They had California Dreaming in '86. Uh, Good Vibrations. Um, well, actually, that's a live version. Um, Were all these live versions? No. Uh, the California Dreaming was 1986. Uh, God Only Knows, 1981, which was another great song. Uh, but they oh, have they sm- sm- so many songs. smash it like. The Smash Hits, I mean, Surfing Safari in the 60s, Surfing USA, Surfer Girl. They, they're the only band that, like, I hate surfing, and I hate that. Like, that's not my culture. <laughs> but, like, they they made me want to be a surfer. I mean, Surfing, Surfing Safari, Surfing USA, Surfer Girl, Little Deuce Coop, Fun, Fun, Fun. Surfing Turf. I get around. Uh, TNC I mean, Surf Design. From the dance, NES. dance, dance. Help me, Rhonda. California girl. Marky Mark Barbara the Ann, Bunch. Sloop John B. Sloop John B. was covered by a band called Reliant K. You should check it the out. Back Surf Boys. Very, very good. Uh, there's so many. I mean, we could do a whole pod. Could we do a podcast on the Beach Boys songs? No. Barbara Ann, Sloop John B. Wouldn't it be nice? God only knows. Good vibrations. Man, that's only the '60s. Man. Dr. Anyways. Dre and uh, Surfy, Surfy, Surf. <laughs> 
Uh, hit us up on the, on the thing. Who, what's your favorite Beach Boys song? Throw it out there. Beach Boys are great. You don't like the Beach Boys at all, Mike? They're okay. Be true to your school? It's not my style. I mean, it's not usually my style either, but Barbara Ann, Bob, 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 Barbara Ann. Everybody likes that song. Bob, Barbara Ann. I was waiting for this one. Yeah, don't ask me to sing that. Barbara Ann. Barbara Ann. Take my hand. So this song was written for the Tom Cruise movie Cocktail. It was. What? I hate Tom Cruise. All well, right, moving on. We picked. We didn't pick. Wait, we didn't pick the, so, the Surf Boys. Uh, Mike talked about you know, the Beach Boys coming on to Full House. Uh, so John Stamos would um, would play drums with them. Actually, in this video as mm-hmm. well. And actually, in real life. In re- in real life too. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was so weird because I didn't know that as a kid. I remember seeing the video. I'm like. Is that the dude from Full House? Like <laughs> Uncle Jesse's playing the drums, and then uh, you come to find out, yeah, yep. he knows how to throw down the drums. <laughs> when this was released as a single, "Tutti Fruity" was the B side from Little hmm. Richard, which uh, I like better than this song. Interesting. I mean, it's no expose. But... <laughs> uh, all right, well, hey, that's not a real it. place. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Walk This Way <laughs> by Run DMC versus Take On Me uh, by AHA, as I like to say. Hmm. Little Do Scoop. That's a great hmm. song, Lori. Thank you. Dropping the Kevin, Kevin's like, can you please stop talking about the Beach Boys? <laughs> Only two. Uh, he's talking about how many have died. There's two left. Oh, my bad. Okay. All right. I get it. Right. <laughs> there is only two left in the top eight as well, Kevin. <laughs> We're moving. <laughs> moving along. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so different yeah. these two songs it is yeah man I, and and they're so different that i like both of them equally in different ways it's hard uh take on me is such a fun song to sing uh walk this way is such a fun song too though walk this way and you're gonna you might laugh at me about this but walk this way uh the thing that comes to mind is super bowl 35 uh january 2001 when Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly performed uh, Walk This Way with NSYNC and Blige and Nelly singing um, I, with it's Aerosmith. It's not that, I mean, when I think of Run DMC, I, I always think of NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think of my Adidas, and I'm not talking about the song. I'm talking or about Peter my, Piper. My or expansive collection of Adidas sneakers. King of Rocker. It's tricky. my wife. Yeah. So what are we going for here, guys? It's tri- um, so somebody just recently shot a video where they're in their car listening to "It's Tricky" by Run DMC, and literally DJ Run drives up next to him, and he like turns up the radio and he starts like rapping out out the window, and they're just like oh, that's awesome, crap. yeah. <laughs> like that would be I would just call it quits after that. I'd retire. A very I'd... poor man, but I would retire. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with "Walk This Way" by Run DMC featuring Aerosmith. Yeah, I think that's my choice as well. As much as I love Aha and Take on Me, I, I do feel like Aha is the more '80s sound, but that's fine. Yeah, it wasn't as influential as uh, Run DMC. Yeah. All right, so that's it. We have that's our it. top four, guys. This is we it. Don't, we don't want to talk about the Norwegian trio Aha. 
And it was um, they were they were named aha because aha is a worldwide expression. I mean, aha. Aha. Does, I've never used that phrase in my life, but that's fine. You've said it at least twice tonight. Yeah, uh, he I just mean, says expose. you've, you've exposed <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, how many? I mean, they like redid this song numerous times before they they landed this. My am I wrong right take yeah it went it went through like three different producers yeah before they got this final version they even had another music video before the music video that we know um so when they wrote the new version of the song they also wanted a new music video and here we are kicking it out of the bracket (laughs) yeah that that music video kind of like took a whole new life um of the song like i that might even be more iconic than the song itself is is the music video. So they shot the video live and then they projected it onto paper and they traced it. Uh, I just learned that within this week. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So I, I thought it was so cool. Family Guy made fun of it, you know, uh, with Chris at the supermarket. Uh, was he on the <laughs> supermarket? He goes through. Um, and uh, yeah, the, so another fun fact is musicians um, don't always get paid um, appropriately. So the band learned this the hard way when um, when they found out that their song was number one. You think somebody who has a number one song, they're making bank. Um, no, you need to uh, pay back your record label, your lawyers, uh, the studio time. Basically, by the end of it, you, you don't have much. Um, and they found that out when um, they went to go celebrate with dinner and, uh, you know, some champagne and uh, they had their credit card refused. <laughs> like, <laughs> musicians, the number one uh, song. And sorry, sir, your card has been declined. Anyway, <laughs> aha. <laughs> that was an aha moment. And then they ran uh-huh. out the front door. <laughs> um, the video was directed by the same director of uh, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. Nice. So. Nice. Uh, and there's a really good uh, cover of this song. One of the kids from Stranger Things has a band called Calpurnia. Oh, uh, nice. So they covered this song and uh, had a really cool music video as well. Oh. I would check it out. It's yeah, there's been fun. some really uh-huh. high-profile bands that have covered this song, Weezer and MXPX, to name a few. Um, and then there is an acoustic version of this song on my sleeping playlist on Spotify if you'd like to look it up and fall asleep to it like I do. Also, um, uh, Lindrum. Uh, programmed by Paul Wachtar. Is that manual? Uh, Lynn Drum Manual? Yeah. Lynn, <laughs> yeah. I can't Lynn. say his name at all for some reason. Right now. Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Lynn, Lynn Manuel, Manuel Expose. Miranda. Uh, expose seasons change. Uh, so, top four. We are here, guys. I'm very excited about this. Um, if you're still with us, thank you uh, for spending your Tuesday night. You could have been anywhere else uh, until 10 o'clock when everything closes. Uh, or you you could have been with us and you chose to be with us. So I thank you for that. We are not meeting on Thursday. Just to just to remind you, this isn't a bonus episode. You don't get more of us this week. Yeah, we don't got um, that kind of time. No, we just moved it. <laughs> I actually have a lot of stuff going on. My son is turning seven on Thursday. Um, we went to Six Flags over the weekend uh, in New England. Uh, it was a crap show, but it was fun. Um, but it was a picture better. of the traffic on Oh, my word. Yes. Uh, The traffic on the way there was ridiculous. I didn't know it was the opening day of the water park 
<laughs> and uh, we got there. So just to sidetrack a little bit here, we went to Six Flags, New England. I haven't been there in, a, in a, quite a while. I have season passes, though, for the family. So we went. And uh, by the way, season passes, $49.99, Six Flags, New England, uh, when the tickets are $39.99. So go do it. Um, but uh, went there, went to on the, the opening day of the water park, get there super late because of the line, <clears throat> ready to go to the water park. I, I swipe the $20 locker uh, that I need to put all of the stuff in, and the power in the entire park goes off after taking my $20 and not giving me my locker. So we uh, waited around for an hour and a half for the power to come back on while I held my wallet and phone uh, while we were standing in the kids' uh, pirate area for the water um, while my uh, kids... You mean while you stood in the pee? Yeah, I mean, hey, they got chlorine. It's all good. Um, but, you know, it was a great day. The kids enjoyed it. I hid my frustration as best as possible, um, and it was. Uh, I still enjoyed it. Uh, I, I get a little sad. My three kids like rides, but I love roller coasters. They're not ready for that. So I get to just watch the really fun rides while I go on the uh, the kitty coaster, um, you know, in the small part of the park. I still enjoy it, but we did go on Blizzard River this time, uh, which is the, you know, the, the everybody sits in the circle rapids, the river rapids. Oh, go yeah. Through, yeah. Uh, which my kids enjoyed. So that was great. Um, but anyways, than I am. I sidetrack. Um, but is that was, where you took good. me that one time, or was that Water Country? We went to Water Country. Water uh, Country, Water Country. Fun, fun, fun side fact: uh, We uh, Andy was like, "Hey, I don't, I get anxious with rides, but I'll do a water park." Yeah, he won't do a water park either. We went to the I water park. You went on one slide and panicked and stayed at the wave pool all day. I did. Yelled, <laughs> yelled at children who got too close to you. Um. And that was before COVID. Was so have you, have you, uh, you're saying you're not anymore. Have you gone to Waterside since then? Yeah. Uh, we oh, went okay. to Niagara Falls and I had, at oh. our hotel, had a water park. Inside. Oh, nice. Yes, that's I a great will, one. I will not do, if it's enclosed, like a slide that is enclosed. Like a tube? Really dark. As they call it. I need, like, if it is, it has to be for a short amount of time. And I need someone to test it prior and tell me how long it is. Because yeah. if it's too long... No, like I don't like sli like slides, slides that are like two base, like even as a kid. Um, nope, nope, not for me. If I hear that echo, get me the hell out of there. I'm gonna start throwing fists. Why are you holding up your flips? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, hey, we're in the top four. Sorry for that sidetrack, but you um, laughed, you thought it was funny. I, it was, it was, it was funny. <laughs> We have a good top four, I think. Wanted, Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Uh, right Here Waiting by Richard Marks. And Walk This Way by Run DMC slash Aerosmith. Slash NSYNC and Britney Spears from the Super Bowl. <laughs> slash from Guns N' Roses. Slash. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Uh, let's, let's get right into it. Wanted, Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi versus Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Bon Jovi. This is where I try to kick out Bon Jovi and go with Guns N' Roses. Ooh, it's down to Andy. What are we doing? Oh, this is a no-brainer for me. It's Guns N' Roses. Ooh, all Guns right. Guns N' Roses. Yeah. She got out of uh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds just like him. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have to admit, guys, I think we made a lot of people upset about this uh, with Bon Jovi 
Uh, John Bovee being kicked out. Um, but yeah. No, so, sweet child. I, what do you guys think about Bon Jovi? Um, uh, yeah. It's okay. Eh. It's okay. They wrote the song in one day. I mean, I write most of our songs in one day, so. <laughs> That's usually not <laughs> I got nothing to say. Um, I mean, it was kind of like the first song back in the late 80s to start the uh, the the MTV Unplugged uh, when they played mm -hmm. a, an acoustic mm -hmm. version of the song in the MTV That's a great awards. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it has that going for it. I like the I like the cowboy vibe, like the like the car, bang, the guitar. The, the, the car. car. I like the car. And the, Lightning McQueen bang, just bang, shows bang. up. Um, I, I think it's because I, I was looking at the words tour bus and then. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on! It is the deadliest catch TV theme song. It's great. The <laughs> it was also in a great movie called Wild Hogs with uh, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, Tim Allen, and William H Macy. Yeah, they were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. John Bon Jovi and Richie oh, okay. Sambora wrote this song. They're performing a lot. It was really about the lonely life of a rock star, and um, yeah. And they, you know, the six string on my back refers to the guitar. The steel horse is the tour bus. All that fun stuff. Um, yeah, uh, people. I can see where Mike's kind of like eh about it because I think. Bon Jovi is definitely kind of a love or hate um, for a lot of people. Yeah. Bon Jovi like is the guy who looks like Chris Jericho, right? Uh, Jericho yeah. Yeah. Yes. Guy. Yeah. Bon Jovi kind of looks like Chris Jericho. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Is he like a, is he a democratic uh, Chris Jericho, essentially? Possibly. I, don't know. I don't know his political affiliation. I know he owns some sports teams. We know Jericho's. Uh, yeah, right here waiting. Uh, Richard Marks, walk this way. Run DMC. This is it. A adding in the other finalist. Is it Richard Marks or is it Run Dunk? It is not Richard Marks for me. You're a jerk. <laughs> no, I actually agree. I'm going to go with walk this way as well. But All right. Good. So, so Richard Marks, I think, has given me some sort of PTSD. Um, a job that that I used to have back in the day. Uh, we used to have to listen to Light 105 all the time, and uh, every 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 single time Delilah would be on. Delilah, someone, Delilah. someone would request this it. song. Oh my word! Uh, and um, every time I hear this song, it brings me back to Delilah um, having to listen to that song like four times a day, like five times a week. It's awful. Richard Marks, I mean, you got to give it to him. His voice is classic. It's it's very, you know, it's one of those voices that it's it's definitely him. But he's got so much endless summer nights, hold on to the nights, satisfied. Um, then uh, my favorite, Now and Forever, uh, which is in the 90s. Um, he's, he's so good. Um, this is yeah. a great song. It's not one of my favorites, but it's probably the most popular Richard Marks song. Oh, by, by far. Yeah. And he... He wrote this, um, I, I believe, as a letter, love letter to his wife, and it wasn't supposed to be a, a song. Um, and I guess some people, you know, really pushed for it, and they were like, "Dude, that's that's a hit," and it was. Um, so, do you know that Richard Marks uh, kind of comes from a, a musical family? 
did you know? Did you know? So his, his dad know. used to write TV jingles for like chocolate bars and peanut butter. That's right. Um, and Richard would actually start to sing in some of those commercials um, as a kid. And then when Richard Marks was 18, um, he ended up um, uh, working with Lionel Richie. Uh, and would sing harmonies and stuff like that on some of uh, Lionel Richie's uh, songs as well. So that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. how many 18-year-olds can say they went to go work with Lionel Richie? <laughs> you were saying that, uh, you know, this wasn't originally going to be a song. Uh, I think it was a, just like a love letter he had written to his wife because he couldn't uh, get his visa to go visit her or something. So um, once they decided it was going to be a song, he was actually shopping it around. He wasn't going to record it himself. Um, and he had pitched the song to Barbara Streisand. Um, but she said she had a few issues with the lyrics. She, um, she said, I love the music. The melody's gorgeous. But if I'm going to record it, I'm going to need you to rewrite the lyrics because I'm not going to be here waiting for anybody, said Barbara Streisand. Oh, did anybody did anybody mention yet the fact that first off he divorced his wife after 25 years of marriage in 2014? He is now married uh, to MTV VJ Daisy Fuentes. That's um, kind of random. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot about uh, that. He married Daisy Fuentes, um, and then even better than that, Rand Paul, uh, the politician, received a package um with a suspicious substance and a message that says i'll finish what your neighbor started you mother effer and richard marx got blamed uh by rand paul <laughs> what um who then I mean, that's, that's responded the by tweeting if i ever meet rand paul's neighbor i'm going to hug him and buy him as many drinks as he can consume um so richard marx getting into it with rand paul also uh has been on video uh, helping Korean air flight attendants pacify an unruly passenger when he and his wife were on the flight. So Richard Marx saving Richard, lives. Richard Marx has a, a resume that doesn't doesn't make his songs any any better though. Uh, for, <laughs> I I just feel like Richard Marx and Mark Wahlberg together could stop anything. Uh, Mark Wahlberg Mark after nine eleven happened. Mark Wahlberg was quoted as saying, "If he was on one of the flights." he would have stopped 9-11 from happening. And I believe him. I, I feel like he would just jump from plane to plane and he would have saved everyone. Um, and now Richard Marks saving Korean flight that is, attendants. That's, that's a, a super team right there. Did if he really you put say him, that? If you put them together, would they be, would they be Marky Marks? <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like we are, we are missing out on a buddy... A buddy superhero movie with Mark Wahlberg. Did and he really say that? I, uh, you know, I'm 90 percent sure he said that. Um, I would I'm looking it up that as because if speak. he said that, that's one. Okay. Of the, that's, that's one of the dumbest things. <laughs> I, I, I back him up. I back him up. Um, I'm actually looking at. You it right can't here. say um, that. You can't say that. And he did. Like, he, he didn't say. That he didn't situation say. Was like. He didn't say everything. He basically said he was scheduled to be on one of the planes that crashed into the World Trade Center. And he said, if I was on that plane with my kids, it wouldn't have went down like it did. There would have been a lot of blood in that first class cabin. And then me saying, okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. Um, if my hands were in Mark Wahlberg's, my hands. If my life <laughs> was in Mark, in Mark Wahlberg's, Wahlberg's hands, hands. <laughs> we would be married. Um <laughs> Let's not so no, about Mark Wahlberg. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, he's a Mark. We can talk about any Marks we want. Richard Marks 
or Mark Wahlberg. Richard Marks Wahlberg. Why aren't we? Why isn't that a group? Moving on. Why didn't you? Why did you have a a, a son? I'm sorry. What? Adopt a son. Is it your <laughs> name? Richard Marks kids. Wahlberg. Yes. Yeah, we're not having any more. Kids. Be like, we already have. My, my name is Steve. I'm 15. Why are you renaming me? You should just call me R.J. Duggar because I have like 19 kids at this point. <laughs> I I really R.J. I would really rephrase that and not adopt that name. Excuse me, not that, Duggar, not that Duggar. Not that Duggar. The other Duggar. They're uh, all weird. They're they all are. weird. Actually, no. Some of them have gotten out. There's a lot of cool Duggars these days who have left the Duggar family. I'm telling you, look all it right. up. I'm not that Duggar. All right, moving on. Let's move on. Sweet child of mine. <laughs> We've lost half our audience. Uh, Sweet child of mine lost by Guns N' Roses. Either that or we've just gained the Duggars some new fans because some of the people are like, who are these people? Who's Let's that? look them up. Sweet child of mine by Guns N' Roses. Walk This Way by Run DMC. It's Battle of the Rock. Uh, here, This is it. I did not foresee this. By the way, I don't support the Duggars, just in case anyone was wondering. They are weirdos. They barely support each other. That's true. Well, I mean, would you? I wouldn't. No. I barely support my own. <laughs> what are we? We're making Andy about? nervous. Let's move on. <laughs> He's like, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to cut half of this uh, episode here. The darker side to us. Going to be forty-eight Listen. minutes. <laughs> Listen, she's got a smile that it seems to me reminds me of childhood memories. Okay. Wow, he just and where he just everything was as that. fresh as the bright blue sky. Now and then, when I see her face, she takes me away to that special place. And if I stare too long, I'd probably break down and cry. By the famous poet Axel Rose. <laughs> Beautiful. Let's talk about. So I want to talk about each song because. All right, sweet child. Guns and Roses. I grew up. I grew up on. So my mom you was young in the eighties. Radio was always on, and one of, one of the bands that I always heard was Guns N' Roses. Um, her and her friends would blast this music. Um, they, they thought it was really fun when I was a kid, where I would run over to the old transistor radio, um, and I would turn the volume up really loud and then run back and turn it down, and this was just like a game, and it was always Guns N' Roses, and I would pretend to sing this song. Um, so that, that song brings back a lot of memories for me. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say. It's got one of the best guitar solos. It does have um, an awesome guitar solo. I have that. rocked that num- numerous times on Rock Band and Guitar Hero. <laughs> it was uh, almost uh, the same thing as playing a real guitar. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, Sweet Child of Mine did have this amazing piano cover version that was the a trailer for Westworld Season 3 on HBO. Um, so if you want to look that up, I will not try to pronounce the guy who made it. Um, but look up Westworld season three trailer, and it's got an awesome piano cover by some dude. His name is Flex Pose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, I his name be... is Ramen Jawadi. Right. Here's uh, here's my new thing. I'm gonna get in wicked good shape. I'm gonna become a wrestler. My name's gonna be Flex Pose. <laughs> <laughs> and your 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 special finisher will be the seasons change. <laughs> Anyways, I got nothing left to say about Sweet Child of Mine. Um, walk this way. I, I have I have a few notes. All right. Um, so they had released two songs before this, uh, It's So Easy and Welcome to the Jungle, and both songs flopped. 
What? Then, yeah, both songs flopped. And then Sweet Child of Mine came out as the third single. And it hit number one the September after it was released. And that's what uh, started selling records right. for them. Yes. You know where you are? You're mm. in the jungle, baby. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite memes, not to digress, is a, is a picture of Axl Rose I, from like the mid 2000s where he's like super out of shape. It says, welcome to the jungle. We've got tons of cake. Um, <laughs> I I went from trying to sound like Axl Rose to sound like Jimmy Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, man. Um, and and originally, <laughs> originally this song had a third verse, but it had to be cut because the record <gasps> label thought the song was already too long. Yeah, that may be true. Um, yeah. So, walk this um, way, Aerosmith. Walk this way. Also, Run DMC. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sweet child of mine. Yeah, now <laughs> this song uh, wrestling reference uh, mm -hmm. was in the movie The Wrestler. Um, Sweet Child, yeah. So uh, it was used when Mickey Rourke's character um, makes his entrance to the ring. Uh, Axel Rose is actually friends with Mickey Rourke and allowed them to use the song for like little to no money at all. And it ended up, uh, you know, obviously being a, a, a decent movie. And you know, Mickey Rourke won an award. Uh, for his acting performance, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the first music video from the '80s to reach one billion views on YouTube. Wow, awesome! One billion yeah. dollars, and and the wrestler was in our um, top sixteen of sports movies. So yep. clearly, that's the main thing about that. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, way. I mean, I have to admit, I, I I love both of these songs, but I don't care to listen much to Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, or Run DMC in general. Uh, these songs are great, but you don't find me listening to any of their CDs uh, in general. Listening to what? Uh, a what? A what? A, a what? Listening uh -huh. to what? A what? Uh, a tape? A cassette? Cassette. Oh, a cassette. Oh, a yes, cassette. Yes, yes. I know cassettes. Because uh, yeah. we're in the 80s. Yes. I know a, cassettes. A Spotify so, album? Are we, are we, <laughs> we're going to talk about Walk This Way? Sure. I mean, yeah, it's uh, number four on the 100 greatest songs of hip hop. Um, it's a great song. I mean, I, I got nothing to say about it. All right. Well, Run DMC didn't really want to do this. So they were playing around some stuff for some live sets, I believe. And um, this was one of those songs because this was a, a previous Aerosmith song. Um, I, I think it was Rick Rubin who was like, hey, mm -hmm. uh, what if we get Aerosmith in here? And this was kind of like, uh, Aerosmith was kind of out of the limelight at this time. Um, I believe there were some uh, uh, personal issues going on with some members of Aerosmith. And uh, Run DMC really wasn't familiar with Aerosmith, but Joe Perry's stepson was big in the hip-hop and would play Run DMC, so they knew who they were. Um and there's some cool like video clips of like them kind of meeting and like uh, showing each other kind of what they do. Like Jam Master J on the turntables, like, all right, let me show you how like we get the break of the song. And he's going between the two, you know, the two turntables and just kind of cutting up the track and, um, you know, them kind of rapping you know, along with it. And, um, you know, Mike, you had said before, like, as far as like you're talking about the Beastie Boys and the, like mm -hmm. the song that kind of really put hip hop the rap, out there, the mainstream, yeah, like rap rock. 
Yeah, this I, I think this was kind of the you know, obviously you had other songs prior to it, but um, it still wasn't a mainstream thing besides maybe a song here and there. You know, hip hop was still kind of the um, wasn't really seen a, a, as a type of music by a lot of like musicians right um so i think this song really kind of catapulted uh hip-hop out, out into the mainstream so um there was a uh a part where i guess joe perry um forgot to bring his bass or something like that and they were looking for you know something to play and so some kids that were in the studio ended up running over and grabbing a bass that they have and brought it back um, and those kids ended up being uh, the Beastie Boys. Um, yeah. There you go. Um, I just thought it was funny that uh, in a Rolling Stone interview, um, DMC was explaining that uh, they didn't like the idea of rapping Aerosmith's lyrics. Uh, and he says, quote, and I'll have to edit this. Uh, we said, this is hillbilly gibberish. This is BS. Um, so they really were not. <laughs> about this song at all like at all um but rick rubin really kind of pushed them to do it knowing how big aerosmith was back in the day and how big run dmc was becoming and that this song would just absolutely blow up and pave the way for like public enemy and anthrax did a song together we talked about jay-z and lincoln park doing songs together so i mean it, it sort of created a whole subgenre. yeah absolutely all right, well, here's the uh, finals. It's Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses versus Walk This Way by Run DMC. What do you guys think? I think this is an extremely difficult decision, actually. I'm going to go with Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. I, I think I have to go with Walk This Way. Oh, this is it. Andy, you are in the spotlight. All right. Is it Sweet Child of Mine or is it Walk This Way? It is Sweet Child of Mine. Ooh, okay. There it is, guys. Boo. Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> Brought to you by oh, printyourbrackets.com. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Who was the winner last week, guys? Oh, wait. Uh, spoiler alert. If you don't want to know who won the yeah. early 80s, uh, go do something else. That's no. true, because we're but, about but to leave, hit. But Sweet leave Child the video going. Leave the video going. Just leave the room. Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses <laughs> versus the winner of last week's early 80s, which was Thriller. what? Thriller, Thriller by Michael by Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> so the overall, can you guys comment uh, your, your comments below? Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, Michael Jackson, Thriller overall top 80s male pop song of all time. Andy, Mike, where are we? Um, two totally different vibes to the song. Um, but like we were saying before, I think I think the early 80s kind of brought a different kind of magic. Um, so I'm going to go with Thriller. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Thriller. Yeah. Uh, by everyone, far for me. Everyone um, else agrees with us also. Thriller. All right. There uh, it is. Mick, the Mick overall... Michael Jackson. Mick Michael Jackson. Thriller by Michael Jackson uh, featuring Run DMC. 
Uh, no, it's, uh... Featuring John Landis because he did the makeup for that video. Sure. Uh, shout out to Expose. Seasons change. Uh, but Thriller, <laughs> Michael Jackson is the top 80s winner of all time 80s. Um, all except, the 80s. Except in Lori's eyes. Sweet Eight, child of mine. 1880s, 1780s. That's true. Any 80s time, 2080s. Right, now, no. Thriller by Michael Jackson or Mozart's something, whatever. Symphony. <laughs> thriller. I um, bet he used a Lynn 900. A Lynn Manuel Miranda? <laughs> he used a Lynn <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for joining us. It's been a longer episode than usual, but we did crown Michael Jackson's Thriller as the top 80s pop song. Uh, male pop song. Um, and we did crown A Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses as the later 80s winner. Um, but thank you guys for joining us so much. Uh, and uh, thanks for joining. See y'all later. <laughs> Bye. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, 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 bam,